I have a backlog of video games. <laughs> Hold on. I just yeah, let's 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 get that going. And I just would re- repeat for the camera now. There's mm-hmm. no camera, it's a microphone. Oh, there's no repeat camera. Repeat for the microphone. What it is that you just said? I haven't played Witcher 3 yet. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm I'm very aware that this is offensive to a it's number okay. of people it's in okay. my field. We, we still love you. It's okay. It's like a support group for this for people who just haven't had the time to play Witcher Witcher 3 yet. Because we're busy playing other no. games. Hey, how, much, how much of Nier have They've all have played you guys the game. Played, huh? hmm? How much of Nier have you played? Nier? Yeah. Nier? Nier? You played none of Nier. Nier. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, I, I haven't because I've been too busy with the unending amazing quest lines of The Witcher 3. So here's the thing. Like, I couldn't even. Oh my god. Don't even get me started. I haven't even finished Nier. But I understand that Nier is a game that has replay value that exponentially increases its interest levels. There's 26 separate endings. 26, one, huh? 26, one for each letter of the alphabet. You want to know how many I've gotten? How many? Two. And I Did haven't even they finished the game yet. Intentionally alphabetize them? I believe so. Yes. Like C is for uh, change oh, of government. I don't know. Uh, D is for uh, death untimely. I might have gotten one for uh, M. That might have been because I ate a mackerel that poisoned my character, and then I died. Careful with your plosives, Barah. Sorry (laughs) about that. Spoiler alert with uh, Nier Automata. If you eat the fish, you die. Good to know. Don't eat the fish. Don't eat the fish. Don't eat the salmon! Dude, that... I still think of that commercial like 20 (laughs) plus years later. Do you know that commercial, John? Which one is that? So it's black and white. It kind of looks, it's, 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 it's a very, very stark. There's like this very traditional looking chef with the hat and the pants and the whites and all running down like a hallway and up a staircase. Mm -hmm. And like, he's like, you know, freaked out obviously about something. And he busts into this big room where a bunch of people are are eating around a huge table. And he just screams, don't eat the salmon. And it's like, everybody's plate's empty. And then it was a commercial for some sort of like phone service, I think. Yeah, it was like a, it was a communication <laughs> ad of some kind. <laughs> right? That went, went back. That was what people wanted to see in their commercials. Yeah, back back when, uh, you know, that was it. Yep. Television was was your one portal of information other than, you know, some sort of book or paper with words on it. Pretty sad. Also, can I just point out one thing? Hit me. Um, Only one. You're limited to one. This is your one observation for the entire show. <laughs> All right. Your calendar's still on October, Chris. That is not my calendar. And in fact, actually, a little theater of the mind for those of you who cannot see what's happening here. Getting up, going over to the blackboard. He's touching it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they used uh, fucking like some sort of permanent marker or like weird. Oh, yeah, that uh, is funny as hell yeah so i need to like repaint or something That's i don't know really good idea. ridiculous there's an ugly as fuck blackboard painted on the wall behind me so i never see it because it's behind me what it means everybody sees it when they come in and i just look dumb with a you know calendar for a company that no longer exists at all and uh the fourth thing underneath october says brocabulary yeah my brocabulary.com yeah brocabulary yeah <laughs> So that and gives you an idea. Doing of where, great. Of where you currently are. 
Actually, let's look up brocabulary.com. <laughs> it's still functioning. Hey, we're having trouble finding that site. Ooh, it didn't make it. How about just brocabulary? It didn't or make there's a Reddit, it. There's a Reddit, a uh, subreddit. Oh, well, that's easier, I suppose, than putting up a Ooh, website. Uh, bro, Thank bro, God. Bro mitzvah? That's pretty good. Bro mitzvah? That's a bro mitzvah. <laughs> Party for your Jewish bro. Oh, uh, okay. All right, okay. Oh, I, my God. I guess I need more Jewish friends. Just need more friends. Ooh, bro, brocacious <laughs> or broquacious? Broquacious? Oh, come now. Is that someone who is fluent in the brocabulary? Yes, exactly. Oh my oh, god, god, I can't believe I just figured that one out off the top of my head. So, uh, you're you're familiar with uh, man pages, right? Like manual pages on the command line? Uh, yes. Yeah, like whenever you have a command that you don't know how to use, you can just type man and then that command and it'll bring up the manual for it, right? Mm -hmm. So... There's another uh, 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 app you can get called um, Bro Pages, which are dumbed down, plain English versions of manual pages. Ooh. So that's instead you just call <laughs> Bro and then whatever the application is. And, and that's pretty good. Bro. I can appreciate that. Bro Pages. Well, do we want to get into this bad boy? This is Colin. This is Chris. And this is John. And like a sweet Kevin Sorbo action figure, which I really want to see real soon, this is Shiny Podcast, following the light and throwing a little shade on the newest and brightest in today's gaming and technology. It was a Christmas gift, and yes, it's still packaged. see it from where i'm sitting he's watching me i wonder All i wonder what that i wondered what that shining beacon of light on the horizon was this glint this shimmer i couldn't quite identify and that must be it he's a hero he's he's son of a god if i'm not mistaken yes he's, mr he's, mr sorbo <laughs> son, son of, of a god. god son of the god yeah the big one Hey friends, welcome to the Shiny Podcast. We're happy you're here. We're happy to be back. And we're also happy to have our dear friend John joining us. Hey guys, it's John and I'm here and I'm joining you live from Chris's studio in Hanover, New Hampshire. Oh, it's a big deal. Mm -hmm. It's a very big deal, guys. Yeah, we, uh, we, we took a little time off last week. Why? Because the world was terrible. Yeah. Full disclosure, Colin and I couldn't hack it. Just couldn't we looked at it. a dock full of misery and said, you know what? Fuck it. So not to be hung up on a bunch of shit that is terrible, but also not to omit important things from the shiny podcast permanent record. We're going to lightning round in two minutes over a boatload of misery. Here we go. <laughs> AT&T can buy Time Warner. That's no problem. Let's just keep merging. Comcast makes a $65 billion offer for Fox, which Disney, of course, escalated to over $70 billion. This is all on the heels of AT&T launching a low-cost TV streaming service, which, of course, will prioritize their own content over other traffic. And... 
just in case, just in case you had a little bit of glimmer of hope for the future of net neutrality in this country, a little weasel in the Californian assembly found some cheese. That cheese was placed there by AT&T and it contained poison. He gave that poison to every sane person in the assembly and unfortunately, California has absolutely fucking gutted their net neutrality legislation. But not to be undone, the EU passed a brand new set of regulations around copyright, which, if I'm not mistaken, make it a chargeable proposition to link somewhere on the internet. Colin, am I right about that? Yes. Okay, so... You mean that if I have something on the internet and you link to it, I can charge you for that? Yep. Goodbye, memes. Nice to know you. I missed the memes already. <sighs> A moment of silence for I can has cheeseburger. Oh, yeah. And like the majority of open source software and the nature of the internet. Yeah, but the thing that people really care about are the memes. What the fuck is going on out there? <laughs> Jeez Louise. There's a lot of bad stuff going on. Yeah, it's so, like, it's like oh. somebody has a little remote control and they hit the red button and we're just like, okay, all of these people, boom, 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 fuck shit up. Jeez. Yeah. And it's shit sad. is fucked. It shit yeah. is fucked. But you know what? Shiny is going to concentrate on our mandate, which is to follow the Shiny <laughs> instead of paying attention to the important stuff. No, no, no. Just kidding. <laughs> well, so what's, what, it, what is interesting is in this, you know, after last week that, you know, as we can obviously tell, has a lot of really depressing stuff happening in it. One of the most hopeful pieces of the nerd culture is currently happening this week. Uh, which is something we'll talk about a little bit later, but that's Games Done Quick, which is people speedrunning video games to raise money for charities. Uh, and it's one of the things I love most about this year, and I've spent a fair amount of time in my office in a state building watching uh, Twitch TV on my computer and just watching guys destroy video games in the fastest way possible uh, and raising, I think Chris and I had looked at the number a second ago, and it was around... $777,000 for Doctors Without Borders. Wow. Yeah, and that's a, since Sunday. And the, wow. the money usually only starts going up the later on it gets because the more popular games start uh, later in the week. But again, we should talk about that a little bit later. Hit some of the other things and I can bring in the uh the games done quick things no uh, you know what i'm feeling so sad still why don't you why don't we start with that because that yeah, is let's, let's bring really some interesting yeah. so speed running or, or speed gaming that um that is a it's kind of an oddity to me remember like i'm still you know mm -mm -mm. Uh, i took a lot of time off from the whole gaming world until a couple years ago um so there are like parts of gaming culture actually that i'm not super familiar with but but speed running or speed gaming as you said it's like they're literally trying to break the game trying to like find all the hacks and ways to finish as quickly as possible right that is so there, there are a couple different types of speed running um or speed gaming however you want to call it uh the usual kind of i guess usually what people will do is they find ways to to break the game and get an any percent completion 
which is basically doing whatever they can to get to the end of the game um, as fast as possible. And w one notable thing that I recently watched for the first time was a run of uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, which was an any percent um, glitches allowed run. And the guy beat the game and I believe 17 minutes. Holy moly. And in doing so, he never became an adult. He never grew into adult Link. He never actually left the Deku Forest. He spent the entire time as young Link and just knew how to glitch through the games. Because it's not just the game, it's knowing how the memory in the game is structured. And if you really want to watch some interesting ones, you should go and look at speedrunning of uh, games like the Pokemon games, the original uh, Game Boy Pokemon games, mm -hmm. because those have, you're able to alter the memory in the game from the way you utilize the systems. So like the way you have uh, things organized in your inventory and where you're standing on the screen mm -hmm. can actually have an impact on the game's memory itself, letting you reorganize and access. You can change where your character is stating just by manipulating item pieces and you can suddenly be standing next to the next boss and is it is insane to watch and oh i highly god, recommend the poor soul that first discovered those bugs <laughs> and just like <laughs> oh my god i'm like, in the game why is ganondorf here well and so and what's what's interesting is like a lot of these things you know you probably know about some of them like going back to the pokemon games everybody knew about how to get missing no and how to get you know the infinite uh, master ball uh hack and things like that those are some of the well known and that was kind of the yeah i didn't know about that part too until um somebody told me after i found missing no and i discovered that i had an unlimited supply of bicycles yep you messed up but that is where people first kind of <laughs> that's kind of like the leading i have edge no idea what it. you guys are talking about. oh so you didn't see this is interesting i never had a game boy but i had all the friends who had game boys and i would borrow it and then destroy their game by getting missing no and totally corrupting my save file i'm really kind of i don't know ashamed to say that there's only one pokemon game i've ever played oh god you can already tell that he's he's really cash about this because he <laughs> describes it as pokemon <laughs> is that is that one pokemon game you've played pokemon go no, no oh thank god okay i was really worried there for a second i actually feel like it's worse <laughs> but i know the answer to this i sure you do <laughs> go ahead share it with the class pokemon snap <laughs> you're only hurting yourself really i'm uh, so sorry did you at least like beat it or something while you were playing yeah it? no i did really well i don't want to talk about that <laughs> <laughs> well, i'm so sorry i guess it's one of my big kind of gaming shames like and, and, and now me as a 30 year old i own uh pokemon moon Pokemon X and Pokemon Black 2, I believe, which are all very um, fantastic uh, Pokemon games that I have on my 3DS that I got from my buddy Dean. Shout out to Dean Wright, who has been my companion in my nerddom for the last probably 12 to 14 years. Hi. Hi, Dean. How Hi, are you Dean. doing, buddy? Hi, Dean. Um, but if you want, I can talk a little bit more about uh, Games Done Quick and some of the cool things that I've seen and things that you can yeah. actually do in the in the off season. Because I'm pretty sure this episode won't release until after Games Done Quick is over. Um, 
But what you can do if you're interested in it, I mean, I obviously advocate for donating to any charity you can, but keep your eye out. Yeah, not all. Well, not all charities. There are a few specific charities I can... I Lots, can but not all. Point out. Um, <laughs> the ones Games Done Quick has... They've done a very good job of picking charity. It's not like they donate to, you know, Susan Coleman or Susan B, whatever, breast wasting your money thing. Um, you know, they picked the organizations like Doctors Without Borders. Uh, I think last year they did a lot on cancer uh, research, um, things like that. That was what they did for Awesome Games Done Quick, which happens in the winter. And they raised approximately $2 million this past winter and if i remember the stats correctly over the course of their history they have raised 15 million dollars for various charities which is wow more than i've raised uh i have raised a thousand dollars for one charity um but that was you know a very specific thing that i did for one very specific short period of time that i'm sure plenty of you uh at least my friends knew about that was uh, when when you were building your computer, yes. right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. I raised one thousand dollars for people to help me have a decent computer. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I need a new <laughs> GPU, and I can't do it alone. That means you. But what I would recommend is uh, going to their YouTube page, and they have a backlog of all of the speed games they've run, and, or all of the the speed runs they've done of various video games. Some highlights from last year, uh, from or from this past uh, winter's awesome games done quick. 2018 i would highly recommend or maybe it was 2017 either way highly recommend the speed run that was done of uh resident evil the latest one i believe was biohazard the one that got a lot of great reviews of you know had kind of the different uh style to it where you were in the house with the weird family it had kind of a leather face vibe uh there was a guy who ran that and beat it in i believe two hours and it was incredible to watch just seeing the the different ways that he knew how to do things um wow continuing Jesus, on the amount of dedication it takes to like just know a game and in particular so well you know there are huge communities around it which is awesome a lot of the time if you hang out long enough and watch these videos you'll see them shout out to their discord channels because they're just groups of people that speed run all these different games uh there was one uh what was the one i watched yesterday there was a uh, so one game that I watched yesterday was Sylvan Tale, which is a very old uh, game on the SNES, I think, that had, I think there were like four people that speed ran it, but it made it onto this awesome thing that raised money, and it was a pretty cool game to watch. It had kind of like a uh, classic Legend of Zelda, Final Fantasy, you know, over, you know, top-down uh, running around thing, but Anyway, very cool stuff um, for you two to be aware of that's coming up the rest of this weekend. Uh, there's a schedule posted, and one of the things that I'm super excited for that I mentioned before is... Where did that schedule go? There it is. The schedule for uh, this Saturday, there will be a speed run of Ocarina of Time, which... Ooh. Yep, they're expected to beat in at least an hour and 30 minutes. So they will be doing, um, I think this is an any percent run, but it's a bingo run. I don't know what that is. Oh, interesting. Man, I might have to uh, skip the World Cup and watch that instead. I mean, I'm just saying, there's some great stuff. 
And you'll also notice if you check the schedule, there is a Final Fantasy VI run that is going to be beat in seven hours. So there's one speedrunner who's going to stay up all night playing Final Fantasy VI. That's crazy. Oh my god. It's a great charity. I mean, like I said, they've raised $777,000 so far for Doctors Without Borders. And that's just from people like you and me, nerds who just want to donate money. While I was watching a speed run of, uh, what was it, Paper Mario, a guy donated $6,000. Wow. Well, wow. then it's probably not guys like, like me. Well, then. yeah, not like me. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. People who are affluent. <laughs> I mean, other guys, but not the other know. guys, <laughs> other, uh, other cool guys, yeah. but <laughs> people who have, people have money to throw around, but he donated it $6,000, uh, to, in the endeavor to, cause there are sometimes, uh, what are they called? Uh, incentives where you can donate to try and get certain things to happen. They'll have somewhere you name characters, certain things, uh, in the speed run of, uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. They named the guy, my dude which allowed uh so that means every time <laughs> the name came up was just my dude hey my dude my dude <laughs> um but he donated the six thousand dollars was donated specifically to have the paper mario uh at the end of the game leave luigi behind uh, <laughs> a way you can trick the game but he was beaten he was beaten and they ended up having to take luigi with them so if nothing else i highly advise anybody Try and put it on your calendar. There's a Twitter for it. Uh, Games done quick. Um, there's a website. Give it a look. Um, watch some of the speedruns. There are some really awesome ones. I can highly advise the Bloodborne one from this past awesome Games done quick. The Dark Souls 3 run that happened. Um, like I said, the Biohazard, uh, Resident Evil Biohazard is also awesome. Well, I, I feel better about the world now. Not only is there an amazing new entertaining thing to watch other watch other people fuck up video games and, <laughs> and, and you know use memory bugs to to hack their way to the end as quickly as possible but they're doing it and they're making gobs of money for really good causes so like i can double feel good about life on that one this one this is a this is a great one and it's a coming at a kind of perfect time of the year when there's a lot of bleak stuff happening dude fantastic john bringing the thunder at and the beginning how. of the episode. That Woo-hoo. is fucking awesome. That is fucking awesome. That's the sound of the giggles. Gamesdonequick.com You may recall uh, in our last episode we were uh, following up on not only E3 but a little bit about Computex and the CPU battle of 2018 between Intel and AMD. They duked it out for supremacy in their announcements for new CPUs coming out. Intel announced a 28-core, 5 gigahertz CPU coming out in quarter four of this year. AMD upped the ante with a uh, 32-core CPU coming out in quarter three of this year. And, you know... It's ex- it's exciting that these 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 two companies are are battling it out. I want them to compete for my money, and and I uh, I won't lie, I am a big fan of AMD. Intel's pretty cool too, but I like AMD. Um, would, would that have anything to do with the callback to when you happen to win a very fantastic AMD uh, <laughs> processor from PAX East? Didn't hurt. It didn't hurt. <laughs> but certainly not PAX a deciding East. factor. Your buddy has gone to PAX East for the last how many years and I has know. a lot of thing. 
That's neither here nor there. Go ahead and continue with your story. Well, according to John, that is neither here nor there. However, it turns out... It was there, man. It was so there. It was there. (laughs) It turns out that Intel's demo for their 28-core 5 gigahertz CPU was bogus. It was a lie. When you say a lie... Do you mean a complete fabrication or do you mean a bending of the rule? Yes, like what's the truthiness scale a, here? A, a omitting of certain truths. <laughs> like the fact that it was hooked up to a fucking HVAC system? Yeah. So <laughs> the hardware that they used to demo this CPU was something that the average user would never in a million years own. Ever. Ever. I mean, unless your job lets you just, you know, tap into the fucking air conditioner of the facility so that you can cool a processor. Does that, does that happen at your job? It doesn't happen at my job. I'm using all of my finances to reconstruct my girlfriend's <laughs> house to allow me to have like... this processor exactly where I need it to be as cooled as possible. <laughs> She's happy. We're getting central AC. Bad news <laughs> is it's costing me every cent I've ever made. Yeah, no. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because two... Uh... Two kilowatts is enough to blow pretty much every circuit breaker out out there in your average residential home. So uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have problems with my fridge, my microwave, <laughs> my toaster, and my coffee. If they all go on at the same time, I'm done. Yes. So in in a in an attempt to pull the wool over the eyes of the spectators at Computex Intel, fudged a few things here <laughs> to say the least uh it cannot they are not delivering what they said they were going to deliver not only in terms of what it is but also in the time frame that they said so they are not releasing that cpu this year and that cpu doesn't exist at least not in the context of your average user so intel we we see the sweat on your brow <laughs> That is really pathetic. Like, I mean, it, and and not not like a, not like a you know not in a tribalism kind of way. I just mean like that is like like who approved that? Yeah, it's pretty sad, and it's sad to think that I don't know somebody didn't say uh, we're gonna do that, and somebody's gonna find out, and you know, yeah, that... or or like when they never when this thing literally can't exist because of physics like what (laughs) like what are they you know like what what are you doing yeah yeah good 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 try well actually not a great try intel (laughs) you just look really uh, dumb now yeah maybe this is why they're gearing up their (laughs) gpu division again so that they you know they're like well uh, I think we're you, fucked here. You, you just wait. There's a GPU coming. That's what they're saying. I mean, people do that a lot. They they just try and figure out whatever they can to distract. You know, they'll put out a GPU that's you know fine, and everybody's like, "Oh yeah, no, 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 Intel's fine. They're doing good GPU. Super good about that other thing. It doesn't even matter anymore. Why do you guys keep looking at the past so much? God, just leave them alone." The only reason I'm I'm really because because at the you know realistically is Intel going to compete on the gaming market with with a, a some sort of graphics card if they ever release it? Mm. I think that's doubtful, right? Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, maybe they say they're targeting it, but we'll we'll see, right? Well, they can target. 
Yeah, whether it'll <laughs> penetrate. Yeah. Unfortunately, unfortunately experience. if that tar- targeting system is based off of their new 28 core 5 gigahertz CPU, it yeah. might not be very good. It'll never leave the dock. <laughs> but the 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 fact that they're doing it is still interesting, especially given like what the tools that they actually have at their disposal would be to make mm-hmm. that. I don't know. It's a, it's a fascinating thing to see. But all that being said, I don't think they're actually going to get anywhere with it, so... Huh. Okay, Intel. Your move was wasted, and you lost a queen. What next? I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like uh, in what is it, Hearts, when you try and shoot the moon. This was their this was their picking up the queen of the queen of spades, and so now they've got those twelve points. Like, all right, well, we're just going to need to do everything we can to get everything else, and then we're going to make everything turn out just fine. Is this a card game reference? Yeah, do you not play hearts? Did Dude, you not play know. hearts on your computer? I don't know how to play fucking Dude, card games. This is me? a it's a computer game. It's it a card like, game. Well, it is a, it's card a card game, game but... on the computer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like what everybody you play that, you play Spider Solitaire, you play uh what's the other one? Free Cell? I actually play The Witcher 3, John. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hurt, man. <laughs> thought this was a safe space. <laughs> Ooh, come on our podcast, John. <laughs> Talk about all those things that you like. You're such a oh, great video no. game guy. Well, if you're feeling a little insecure, John, don't worry. WPA3 encryption for Wi-Fi has been approved and committed to the repo. And so it will be here in, like maybe 2020 that's fine <laughs> maybe are you in a hurry well i don't know if you recall the crack attacks uh targeting wpa2 last year which of course we did patch against but it's been a while since wi-fi encryption was updated friends in fact george w bush was president the last time it happened correct 2004 yeah so while wpa2 was a much better encryption uh it is starting to get a little long in the tooth so i would like to see a uh, this rolled out as quickly as possible given the way that most companies operate just because it might be available on the market in 2020 i'm gonna go ahead and say that we're uh, not gonna see this until mm, oh i think probably 2024 at least like like in places that that you actually like go to as a human being I like the idea that you think that there's going to be a country for us to live in in 2024. We skipped that section of the, the show notes. John. <laughs> oh, okay. I forgot. Your optimism did so much to blind me. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Game's done quick. Game's done quick. quick. Game's, Game's done, done quick. quick. Next, the, the awesome game's done quick is just going to be raising money to keep any part of the country together. Yeah, seriously. No, 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 no. It's all going to be fine. There's nothing to worry about. It's all okay. It's all okay because something good did happen, actually. If you've been watching the news, yes, you're probably pretty depressed about a lot of things. Or you're not, and you're jubilant. And in which case... We're probably not friends. We're probably not. I probably don't really know you that much. I respect you as a human being. That's that's nice. (laughs) That, that's it that's that's a thing <laughs> uh the supreme court did actually 
give us something pretty cool though. So for a long time, it's been pretty easy for law enforcement to collect wireless communications without a warrant simply by going to the companies to whom you have yielded all of your rights to privacy and uh, take records of your communications. But not so going forward. Unless, of course, you you know you go to a FISA court. But except in that case, <laughs> you will be required to have a warrant to collect wireless communication information in the United States of America. Awesome. That's 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 a good thing, guys. That's a good thing. Muy good bueno. Thing. Muy bueno. Muy indeed. So this is interesting. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about I'll, I'll go a little divulge or go, go a little off book here and talking about. We never do this. that, John. Oh yeah, no, yeah, it's no. definitely you guys are always on on your script. I mean, I see the script you've got written out here, and as you can tell, I'm going off of that script. Throw it out the window. Throw it out the window. We're gonna start from scratch. Um, but it's interesting as I've as I've begun my career uh, now in the in the court in the law in the legal field the judicial field. Um, I have started to spend more time, and this is kind of a call out to people who might not necessarily read judicial opinions or anything like that, but I've started to do a little bit more reading in that regard, and uh, it's kind of popped up a lot more uh, in the news and stuff that people are posting full you know, judicial readouts onto the internet, and you have the option to read them, and a lot of people are talking about you know, that you should, and a lot of people ignore them, but if you just go in, you can find some highlights a lot of the time that really help break because a lot of people think about these judicial things as just stuff that is completely like foreign it's impossible to understand it's you know judicial jargon that you're never going to get but a lot of the time you can find a lot of really important things that help explain what these laws really mean to you and as we get further and further into the weird dystopia we're finding ourselves in uh the more you know about your personal rights is really important and you might think oh i'm never gonna have to worry about somebody getting a warrant to to have to deal with me or something like that but you never know and as i've been finding myself in a courtroom more and more often and i hear people referring to court cases and things like that the more you know about the laws that are put in place to protect you the better off you're going to be in the long run and it's led to me spending a bit more time actually reading a lot of the big Supreme Court decisions that have come out. I'm not reading the whole thing, obviously, because like this one in front of me, it's 119 pages and I have wizard books that I need to read. Yeah, nobody got time for that. <laughs> Nobody's got time for that. But I highly encourage anybody to, you know, check out some highlights from specifically a lot of the dissents that are coming out because there's been a lot of unfortunate uh, judicial rulings that have come out from the Supreme Court. But a lot of the dissents put a lot of things in perspective for what their opinions are and why they are that way and why those are people we should support. Mm -hmm. It's also insanely interesting. I mean, you know, like, you, you know, this is a geeky show, right? Mm -hmm. There's a lot of deep geek to be had there. You know, the, the, the concept of case law and precedence and, and there, you know, there being some certain things that are codified very directly. And mm -hmm. then there being some things that are more of a tradition than not or maybe partially a tradition and partially codified and that's it's it's a it's a fascinating interwoven you know network of of jurisdiction if you, you know what i mean yeah. of what pertains to what and how you know and especially thinking about how some of these things are were put into place you know sometimes you know 50 years ago sometimes they could be in like the 19 like the early 1900s 
there are rules that are still in the books that are governing our everyday lives because there's just never been something that has gone high enough up that can change that law. And it's insane. I was reading an article about uh, Brady violations, um, which is something that came up a lot uh, during the first uh, the first season of Serial. Um, and of course, I cannot remember the name of the guy who was on trial in Serial the first season. I'm gonna quickly look it up. That's okay. Yeah, I know, and I, I, I recall the 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 some of the details, but but not. Brady violation was something that came up often in that, uh, and was part of the reason why they were able to um, Adnan. That was his name, Adnan, uh, Adnan Said. Um, but Brady violations were something that came up, uh, uh, were something that was discussed frequently in his in his court case, and it's. I mean, I happen to find myself reading uh, a whole lot about uh, in the last few days, and it's very interesting case law that was this decided in the fifties, mm. in the nineteen fifties and sixties. Which and how is how much context changes since then? How yeah. much has changed since then? The judicial system itself is built in a in a way that doesn't even, apparently functions in our modern society. It has not been updated nearly as quickly as everything else about modern life has. It, my my office i work in a, i work in a state's attorney's office and there we get roughly a thousand cases a uh year a thousand cases a year and there are maybe three trials or four trials held a month in our courthouse so if you think about how that shakes out and how slow the legal yeah, process goes it's crazy it's insane and especially when you could totally do almost all of it over discord when you really think about it <laughs> <laughs> or like you know some 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 version of VoIP. I mean, like you Wait, know, I'm not I'm not hearing the defense attorney. Oh, it looks like his connections dropped. All right, let's go ahead and get uh, him to reset here. And uh, uh, hold on, if we can just uh, if we can get a tech uh, on uh, on uh, camera three. Thanks. Say what? That's why it's important, everybody. Make sure you're learning as much as you can about computers because it's the only way you're going to stay employed in your old age. I dare say, I think it's it the the more important lesson here is to pay your IT staff well. <laughs> <laughs> no but it that's that's a, a pretty cool perspective dude and it, it's it really does bear repeating that so much of our heartache and misery these days comes from the fact that our institutions have not caught up with reality and and, and it's it's you know it's 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 leaving quite the uh choppy water in its wake it is i dare say and definitely if you can take your time look at these uh interesting little bits especially like the one that just came out the supreme court's ruling about this wireless stuff take a peek you know it might seem like it's foreign but once you take a second to read it it actually starts to make a little bit of sense i dare say there's probably members of our audience that wouldn't take a wouldn't bat an eye at conquering an unknown code base right mm -hmm. well, think of it as a really shitty code base <laughs> <laughs> poorly documented and there's a awful, awful memory leak. Terrible. <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. Is this the right time to ask you guys what you've been... You, you, you have a bit of a, a secret skunkworks project that you've been working on that I've gotten wisps of. Oh, do you want to start talking about that now? Sniffed it. We, uh, can go, we can go into that. I think, especially given what happened last night, I think the column would be more than happy to talk about it. Oh yeah, yeah. So we 
And by we, I mean myself and John and the aforementioned Dean and another friend, Brian. We have embarked on a journey, on a hunt for a monster. Yeah. Gods of the Week. Or God of the Week. Is it God, God or Gods of the Week? I think, I think we're going to do Gods of the Week. Perfect. Gods, uh, plural, of the week. Gods, plural, of the week. Oh, I like that. I like that. So something that I've been trying to do with my buddy, uh, with my buddies, uh, Dean and Brian specifically, and now Colin more so, we've been trying to start some kind of D&D role-playing game podcast because we think that we're pretty entertaining folks and we have some pretty interesting uh, things we could put out there. And so we we just recently started... Um, we actually did a different recording of a D&D 5th edition game um, under the umbrella of uh, Aimless Gaming, which uh, if you listen to the intro of the podcast or of, of Gods of the Week, once the first episode comes out, is a subsidiary of Shiny Podcast. Surprise! Oh, <laughs> that's delightful. <laughs> I'm just going to shove that right in there. Oh, we're branching out. Good. Just branching out. Just a smidge. Just a smidge. Um, and... Uh, we after planning for how long have we been trying to do this, oh, Colin? Jesus, like at least a month. At least, well, I mean, we've, the scheduling, we, just the yeah, scheduling, the scheduling. The... We've been talking about doing it since PAX. Yes, and wow. we finally got it's together. Tough, man, it's 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 hard to you know. I, I've been in bands, you know, rock bands most of my life, and that's that's like being married to a whole bunch of dudes. So I can only <laughs> imagine, you know, it's it when you you know when you're trying to plan something, it's 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 hard to get it all together. It's miserable. but good on you for getting it for getting it off the ground. So, so it, it's it's a show. Uh, where will I be able to hear it? Well, Colin, why don't you go ahead and talk about that? Well, actually, I was going to talk to you, John, about that off the air because that's some admin stuff that we need to work out. Later. <laughs> oh God! Like oh, a God. like a URL and a. Uh, um, uh, uh. So, folks, when when there's there's information on where to get this show, we will definitely tell you. But but Gods of the Week, yes, is coming from Shiny Productions Megacorp uh, <laughs> Intelligentsia Lytica uh, 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 LLC. And if you want, <laughs> actually, uh, this would be a good spot. Chris, I believe you received an email from Colin recently titled Intro First Take. Yeah, I, I listened to that during my uh, my, my my little break earlier. You should, uh, maybe that would be a good time to, you can maybe cut this in. I don't uh, think that's going to happen, John. The mortals, they don't know anything about the gods. They can't see what we see. We are just trying to keep the peace. It's just the gods of the It's really—it's something. It's wonderful. <laughs> it's something that we definitely brings me back to my youth for yeah. sure. <laughs> At nine thirty last night, after we've been gaming for about three hours. Um, but I think it should be pretty exciting uh, route to go down for those of. For those folks who don't know, I've been playing role-playing games for approximately 
oh, better part of a decade now, starting with Dungeons and Dragons and branching my way out slowly but surely to things like Pathfinder. Uh, I've played um, a, a game called Exalted, which is very cool. There's been a variety of games that I've kind of dabbled in over the years. And uh, most recently, I found myself looking at a, a game called Monster of the Week, mm. which is uh, from the Apocalypse uh, World system. Which is cool because I think, as as Colin can attest to, it's a pretty simple system. Yeah, it's pretty. It's it's really great, especially for someone like me who I I the last time I played D anD D, I was in high school and I loved it. I mean, it it like set the tone for like my deep love of role playing and role playing games. But I haven't played one in a while. <laughs> At least not a not a pen and paper tabletop one. Um, and so it's a really great introduction back into it because it is very straightforward the mechanics are a little more streamlined as opposed to D, where there's a lot <laughs> a lot going on yeah, that's always been my 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 biggest problem is is um by the time i get to a table with all bunch of people that i really like it is nigh impossible for me to to remember rules Honestly, at that point, like my poor brain just is like, no, I am you are you are shut down and it is going to be silly. And they're, they're, you know, that's why card games and I don't always get along because it's like it's like I just can't, I just can't. I'll just I'm just going to sit here and drink this beer and, and bother you guys. Is that cool? <laughs> and that's totally fine a lot of the time. Um, but I think what I think is there's a there's a role playing game for everybody. And I think it's all a matter about finding the one you like. I think even someone. Uh, like my dear girlfriend Becca, who has no interest in playing role-playing games, I bet I could find one out there that even she would be interested in because they they come in all shapes and sizes. And sometimes, like Apocalypse World, all you're doing is rolling two d six every once in a while and taking that total. Uh, it's not hmm. a lot of you know. Oh, I have you know stats in my intelligence and I'm casting a fireball yeah, yeah, yeah. and. I rolled to hit and then I'm rolling for... No, it's just, all right, well, you're good at a lot of things, but sometimes you're just going to have to roll dice to see how good at it you are. And uh, where we're getting, um, it's going to be, you know, we're kind of getting the ball rolling on it, and I think it should be pretty interesting, um, especially the world that I'm trying to create in this campaign. Uh, so are you the DM? I am I'm actually, I'm not the DM, I'm the keeper the uh i am the key master the 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 monster <laughs> of the week system calls me the keeper and it calls the players hunters okay um because the the overarching uh idea in these games it's monster of the week think of it like uh buffy or uh x-files or something like that where you are these uh where you're you're going out every week and you're trying to solve one mystery or another where there's a monster causing some ruckus and uh, in this one, I've set it with a uh, pretty uh, mythological tone, uh, which is obviously where the gods of the week comes from. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've, we're looking at some Norse pantheons, some uh, Olympic pantheons, and some Pharaonic pantheons that I think should be pretty interesting as we get all of our characters in to explore it and... Uh, learn that much more about it so it's a uh a, a, sh a weekly show monthly show as long as often as you can get together show as often as we can get together we're trying as to do a better now. job yeah. yeah yeah we're we're hopefully going to get our scheduling down and once we can if we get a i think we'll be able to get a fair amount of stuff recorded uh pretty quickly 
Um, I think it's just going to take uh, just getting that scheduling together because we're we're th- four we're four modern men living in this fast paced 2018 <laughs> world. Some of us are sorry. One of us is married. One of us is getting married. One of us has a girlfriend that he lives with, and the other guy is having a new relationship with a new girl. So we're all at different levels, and we all have different jobs and. It's crazy world. But life is hard. Life is Understood. hard. But we are we are getting close to something here, and I think it's I think it should turn out pretty good. So keep an eye on your uh, mm-hmm. keep an eye on your 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 feeds, and we should be able to get something popping out there pretty soon. Excellent! I can't wait. I can't wait. That is pretty cool. Absolutely, that is pretty cool. So the the that that was reason number one. We wanted to make sure that John got on the episode today. But reason number two was we uh we we needed a. We needed a, a third brain that is as saturated in the realm as we are to sort of like discuss the aftermath of E3 and sort of help us help us to articulate and understand the the gaming universe as it is now. Because I really think that after E3, things kind of are looking a little bit different this is unquestionably one of the biggest e3 events in terms of games announced right and there's a lot out there and and i i think that it's sort of it's sort of shaken uh shaking things up and and really like also given us a clear indication of what's coming now what these big companies have been working on so so um first question i i have is I'm gonna I'm gonna throw at at you, Colin, actually, because um you are you know in you are the one who has I think the perhaps the strongest feelings about two games in particular that uh, we discussed a little bit about. We talked about Cyberpunk. 2077 mm. and uh fallout 76 yeah 76 v 77 and i wanted to ask you a how you're feeling now you know little time's gone by but also do you think given the difference in games with bethesda now making a multiplayer online which Still got to push out a little a little harder than other words. Um, <laughs> and Cyberpunk 2077 is the baton of RPG mm. video games being passed. That's a great question. It's got some layers to it. I... I'm going to say somewhere in the middle. I'm going to say that the baton is being held by two hands, (laughs) by Bethesda and CD Projekt Red. Because when I don't get me wrong, I effing love the Fallout franchise and the Elder Scrolls franchise. I, I, I mean, they're, it's where it's where I started. It's where I started getting into video games, and then 
I mean, I think kind of the precipice to getting into computers and, 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 and whatnot, because it, I wanted to play the games I wanted to play on a better platform than what a console could give me. And so that really launched me into building computers. And that's really what, so, so I don't want to say that, that Bethesda is, 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 you know, switching or moving on or anything like that but I have to recognize that CD Projekt Red I mean yes you play a title character you know you can't really modify their appearance in any significant way and but the 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 role playing and the stories that they tell in their games and the depth of character that you get into is i mean it, it's 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 the bar <laughs> like they they set it mm-hmm. as far as i'm concerned mm-hmm. um and i i don't want to say too much because i don't want to spoil anything for john um but <laughs> that's not a joke or a jab that's just <laughs> <Me>. <laughs> um I think... Well, I at least know there's going to be a sequel. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of, or whatever. I don't even know. Yeah, it's not. Eh, no, no. Ger- Geralt's <laughs> sort of story a, is a, done. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of a, 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 I think, just set in the universe, but. Um. So, so I think. I think that CD Projekt Red makes a much more developed, uh, deep RPG. And I think that Fallout still makes one that's a little bit more fun. Hmm. Um, and I think we're going to see a lot of that with Fallout 76, which I am feeling better about. I am still cautiously optimistic, but I, I I have to believe that, you know, the studio that brought these wonderful experiences knows what they're doing. They know what their fans are concerned about. And ultimately at the end of the day a fallout 76 winds up being not what we're hoping for i don't think it i don't think they're switching to it to an online format exclusively i think that this is probably a you know uh uh, they wanted to try it out they've never done one before well sorry not never uh not for the fallout franchise right um so that 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 the future of the Fallout franchise is not exclusively going to be online. If I'm wrong about that, then I might, yeah, I, I would definitely say, I would say that if Bethesda moves into an online exclusive format, then, then CD Projekt Red has, where's the crown of, of role-playing video game. So perhaps not as tectonic as the uh, the intro to the question may have made it out to seem, but definitely there are big movements and changes happening in sort of the identity of these these publishing companies that are bringing us these games. You know, uh, yeah. Perhaps it would be fair to say that it is if there is a crown, it is currently in contest. So with uh. That is the sort of frame I I, I want to throw to to John. Uh, do you have any thoughts or impressions from E three, especially from like a you know a top down view? Before we get into the 
uh, nuts and bolts of what we think is really cool that's coming. <laughs> so I found myself in this interesting place in my gaming life. Um, the two most recent games that I purchased were Darkest Dungeon and Into the Breach, which are both indie games that were developed. Uh, Darkest Dungeon, I believe, is about two years old, early 2017. And <laughs> Sorry, uh, just hearing Chris trying to quietly type in <laughs> on his mechanical keyboard. That as well as Into the Breach, which came out at the beginning of this year. Uh, I found my interest in video games falling into a significantly smaller niche than it used to be in. And it kind of has colored my view of E3. I, I've looked over, uh, I, I found a list. Um, I found I get a lot of my gaming news from Polygon.com, which is a great website. It's had a lot of amazing content. Um, but I found a list that basically just cat or just listed all of the E3 games and what their release dates are. And I looked and I saw there's not a ton that I'm really excited for, at least in the first in, for the rest of 2018, and then. Kind of even into 2019, there's a lot that I've seen and I've, you know, I've heard about and they've been talking about for a while, obviously, but it keeps seeming that they're the things that I'm actually interested in are pushed out further and further uh, for one reason or another, just because obviously with a game like, you know, Cyberpunk 2077, where a like CD Project Red puts mm -hmm. a lot of love and care into it um, and they want to release a game that is complete. Uh, I, I, I find myself just sitting there going, well, I can't wait to get to PAX and try out all the indie games that are going to be in the, the indie mega booth, because that's where you, that's where you find a lot of the games that you're going to spend, you know, 10, 15 bucks on or wait for them to go on sale for seven or 11 bucks. But that's where you're going to get a lot of enjoyment because there's some cool things coming up. You know, there's, uh, the shadow of the tomb Raider, which is falling in the, tomb raider uh kind of pattern where they're putting out these games that i guess are different but everybody I just picked up on steam sale rise the... of the tomb raider i had the original reboot mm -hmm. or, 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 remaster not a remaster but the you know the the the, the new game new franchise yeah. that they've got yeah i had the first one and i loved it and it's funny if you had played have you played just not to not to diverge too oh, much, go but for it. Um, have you played the old games where in the second, the second one you they added the ability to run around Croft Manor and, and mm -hmm. yeah 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 they did the same thing in this one <laughs> and it was a very nostalgic moment. I'll say <laughs> that it was a very nostalgic moment. I was taken back, uh, taken back to to young days and and uh, square boobs and, and for a moment. <laughs> pointy is all hell. You'll 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 cut yourself on if you're not careful. But so th there are things that are coming out that people are excited for. The Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Some some highlights just to look at for the next year. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Um, Battlefield 5, Fallout 76, obviously, um, and then going into early next year with Final or Kingdom Hearts 3, Anthem, uh, those are and Division 2, those are some big names that are coming out down the line um, that obviously are garnering a lot of attention. But I look back and I think about them, and I 
a real kind of crystallizing way for for me was when they announced Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I said, haven't they been coming out with that for a while? And then I realized, oh, I got it confused with Rise of the Tomb Raider. Mm-hmm. Because Rise of the Tomb Raider came out, and now Shadow of the Tomb Raider is coming out. And it just kind of looks, from what I'm seeing, like the same game. Which isn't a bad thing. It's kind of what they did with Uncharted, where mm-hmm. they had this kind of series of games that all followed one character. But I kind of was like, well, I already played that once. Mm-hmm. I, I did that in the first game. And it's not a character that I'm in love with. You know, it's not like Lara Croft is some, you know, feminist hero who I want to, you know, like, oh, you're, I want to find out what happens in your story. I mean, she's just running around with a bow and arrow shooting folks. And it's, and it's neat, I guess. But it's also just kind of like, okay. So would you say that you think that there's just more innovation happening in the indie game space? I think there is because you've got a lot of, I mean, everything... Everything that's on this list that we're that people are looking at and talking about are sequels. Are mm-hmm. you know you've got or continuations or con- of franchises, continuations of franchises, kind of like um, movies. Huh? Yeah, I mean that's the way yeah. it is these days. You know, you've got. I mean, I'm sure Battlefield Five, even though everybody hates it because everybody knows women didn't exist in World War Two. Um, <laughs> yeah, they weren't. They weren't born. Yet. They weren't. Yeah, they they hadn't they hadn't been written into the show yet. Um, but. Even though that's that's there, it's and it will probably be a great game, you know, graphically, and it will look cool, and there will be, you know, mechanics that people find fun. I'm not interested in playing that, you know, and I and and not to get too far on Colin, but Fallout 76, I'm just not falling in love with that series anymore. Yeah, no, no, that's um, don't 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 apologize for that sentiment because, you know, you listen to. A couple of episodes ago, I mean, <laughs> it's just yeah, it's um. We're I, in a darker place. I'm <laughs> on the whole Fallout seventy six. Like when, when I situation. when I say that I'm cautiously optimistic, I am mm-hmm. cautiously optimistic. Yeah. Be- because I I I I think part of it is also like um I'm really excited to play in West Virginia. Um, there is something great about that, which. You know, I, I and I, I'm sure that you. I mean, having having you know, you know, lived in Maryland and being from Maryland, you you know have an idea of of uh, you know that space. Um, and uh, I have had nothing but wonderful times in West Virginia. And I I don't know that that's a big draw for me. And also, just I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Fallout franchise, but mm-hmm. I can't deny that like I mean I have major reservations about this game. I it's it's a wait and see type of thing. Whereas mm-hmm. in the past, I mean, Jesus is a Fallout game came out. It's like okay, I am suspending my pre order like philosophy. Mm-hmm. I am all on board. I'm a super fanboy. Whatever, like like I I'm all in. This one, it's like mm, I'm gonna wait and see. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people are ending up with with the way that modern game is going is because it's a lot of you know continuations of series and not a lot of maybe new fresh ideas coming out that it's people are being patient before they go in on anything and And, yeah and it's i i didn't think of the correlation with the with the movie industry because that that is absolutely a thing it's like mm -hmm. not many people are taking the risks on new ip um and that that is very much a part of the video game industry as well as well for triple a um, exactly. Titles. Is this the the marvelization of the video game industry? Mm. 
But so what's interesting uh, in preparation for this, I, I, I pulled up this list and I started looking through to try and get some ideas of, of the games that I knew about and the games that I didn't. And the first thing that I came across, I talked about this with Chris off air, uh, was this the first game on the list, which coming out in, in July, July 13th, uh, Octopath Traveler, which is coming out on the Nintendo Switch. And it is... I looked at it and I was like, oh, this is just going to be some, you know, silly little, you know, JRPG, you know, who's going to really care? I'm not too worried about it or anything. But I noticed that A, it wasn't a sequel. It wasn't a continuation of anything. Mm -hmm. And then I actually looked at it and I was like, oh, so you can play as one of eight different characters and each of those characters has a different uh, way that they interact with the world, a different way they interact with all the NPCs. And I was like, oh. This is just getting more and more interesting the more I read about it. And I kept kind of getting deeper into this game. And I was like, oh, they're doing this kind of cool HD 2D where it's like high definition, but you're, you know, kind of uh, that old school kind of style, mm -hmm. uh, you know, flat style. I was like, this actually, this is a game I sound like, it sounds like I'm kind of interested in it. <laughs> just before it did, had, had completely passed over because it wasn't, one of those big games that you hear all the time about. And it's this kind of interesting world I've found myself in where I'm looking at stuff and I have to actually look and think like look oh, between the cracks. Yes. Yeah. Like don't have my eyes just go to oh they're coming out with a Forza Horizon four that has seasons in it. Right. Ooh. Right, right, right. But there's but there's things there is a this Starlink Battle for Atlantis. It's coming out by Ubisoft, so I'm skeptical. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I did a little bit of researching in it. It looks like a game where you design and fly your own spaceship. That sounds amazing. Which, you know, kind of hints at like that kind of Star Citizen stuff. Yeah, that, you know, that that fight is uh, not yet over. In fact, in fact, I'm not even sure, you know, originally it was a three-way battle between Star Citizen Event, uh, not Event Horizon. Um, um, God, not Event Horizon. No, Elite not dangerous. Event Horizon. Elite Dangerous, thank you. And uh, No Man's Sky. And, uh, you know, well, uh, let's just say that there's more contenders in the ring now. <laughs> and I think that's good because it's a genre that's starting to pick up. I mean, genres that are starting to pick up, you can look at, there's another pirate simulator game coming out uh skull and bones is going to come out later in 2019 mm -hmm. and after the kind of odd success that sea of thieves has had where sea of thieves came out and everybody was like oh this is cool and then they played it for a little while like oh this is boring i ran out of things to do i've run out of stuff to do and my ship has a different paint color on it but that's about it dude i used to play the fuck out of Sid Meier's Pirates there back you go. in the day. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm so happy to see that as like a genre unto itself become a thing. You it's know? this, yeah. It's this, un, you know, it's this kind of this genre that's untapped, but just sitting there and waiting for people to get into it. it to date, uh, the the pirate Assassin's Creed game is the only one that I actually played more than <laughs> like four Flag. hours of. Yeah, Black Flag. I I played that for a while. The well, other was, one's kind of lost my interest a little too quickly. Well, because it took what Assassin's Creed 3 did very well, which was ship fighting, mm -hmm. which is interesting because it's not something assassins are really known for. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that was the that was the 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 best part of Assassin's Creed 4 
it being almost not at all about assassination. Not at all about assassin. <laughs> and it's interesting. But what about pirates? And you know, <laughs> that was cool. And you still could jump off churches into hay hay bales a lot. Exactly. A lot. A, a lot. So you spent a lot of that that time doing the same way every single time too. You would break your fucking back. But that's neither here nor there. Um, so, and, and just kind of going a little bit more into what I've seen coming out of this E3 is there are some things that, you know, I think will be cool. Uh, they're doing, uh, something not, 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 not a lot, but some, I mean, there's some things that I'm interested in. Um, what is, yeah, what did I want to, I want to hear your spotlight now. What's your, like, what are you like pumped about? And even not soon, like what's coming down the line that you think is worth? I mean, obviously, don't can't get too much into it because we only know so much, but Cyberpunk 2077 looks amazing. And that's just because CD Projekt Red knows what they're doing and they create amazing stuff. And I'm excited for it. Just what little we've seen. And I, I can't wait for them to for them to do more. I'm doing whatever I can to sign up if they ever do betas or something like that. Um, the things that are also coming out that I'm interested in or that kind of caught my interest a little more so uh i liked what i saw it's kind of weird do you guys did any of you play the devil may cry series no no i never did again i have a very i have such an odd understanding of the gaming universe you know I yeah you seem to i think you skipped a few generations i did that was yeah about where i was picking up well devil may cry 5 got announced uh for 2019 yeah. and i saw it and i was like am i excited about this is that like your the exception to your uh, to your to well, your indie non indie non sequel problem? Well, because because you've got these things where they where they can because it's a series that hasn't been touched in a while. It's not like they've been putting out Devil May Cry games every you know year or every two years, like the Battlefield games, like the call like the Call of Duty games, like things like that, where they're just every year. Here's another one. Are you ready mm-hmm. for it? Cool. Here you go. But they take, I feel like they take some time and think about it. Another sequel that I am kind of excited for is the Metro Exodus, which is the third game in the Metro series. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I saw that, and a lot of people kind of pass that over as as being, uh, you know, oh, it's just another post-apocalypse shooter kind of thing. But I feel like it does a really good job of embracing, like, you're not just running around a... a shattered area like there's actual survival you kind of there's a realism to those games exactly it's awesome yeah especially isn't there a mode where you you can play without a hud i but yes there is a because there are a lot of different ways that you can check using your uh variety of controls yeah your gear and stuff yeah to look and see like oh i'm checking my ammo by looking down at my clip and seeing how many are left or you can look and see how much uh you have left on your uh, uh, what are they called? Gas masks. Mm-hmm. Um, by checking your wrist because you set a timer for it. There were a lot of immersive things that came with that. And the last Metro game came out. I, I want to say, three years ago. It was Last Light. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was an excellent linux gaming title <laughs> if you were wondering at all friends that, those games play great on the kernel so metro last light it looks like released in 2013 yeah so about four or five years ago um and it 
they do it's a it's a these game companies where they sit down this is deep silver is the publisher for this game and i think for this new one uh or for 2033 they worked with thq and i don't actually i'm assuming that it's the same developers working on this new one and i want to double chris your delete button doesn't work no that's not that it doesn't work it's just that it's stupid i have the infamous x1 carbon oh you have a delete button and a backspace button that are right next to each other it's yeah most people hate that laptop so real quick i just want to check and make sure that i have the uh correct developer uh, developer now is 4A Games um, that I don't know a ton about. But and again, it's something that I looked at and I was like, oh, that's a series where I haven't seen it all the time and it's going back and it's kind of pulling something. It's kind of bringing back those feelings where I'm not I'm not smothered in it. And I think that's what's up with these Tomb Raider games is they've been coming out so regularly that I just can't. It's like, okay, cool. Other than a bit of a chip on your shoulder for Tomb Raider, <laughs> I think I agree with you. <laughs> I think I think mostly like like I'll, I think you're right. In fact, as I'm looking at this, I think the only company that, uh, or shall I say, the only platform that really consistently seems to take risks actually is Nintendo. And this brings right? up the weirdest thing for me: is that do I need to buy a Switch? Yes. Do I need to buy a Switch? And I feel like Colin, I do. do you have a Switch? I don't. I really want one real I, bad i i the only nintendo would you guys really take a switch and and go would you do that or would it be a home thing only i'd take it with me uh it would probably be a home thing yeah yeah so it would be like would you would you use it even like like uh would you like but i would use it around poop, like poop, my poop contingency like would you like <laughs> well i gotta I gotta go take a shit, but at I really least can't a, stop At least a few this. times to say that. At least for like, the novelty. <laughs> well, so here, so uh, I I was in Texas uh, this the end of last year into the beginning of this year, and on my way back, uh, my friend Dean, who we talked about before, flew out and met me, and we drove from Houston, Texas, all the way back up to uh, Vermont, uh, New Hampshire, uh, and. He brought his switch with him and it was awesome to just be able to sit in the passenger seat of my truck while he drove and just play a switch, just play a game, play awesome games with that kind of, because I have a 3DS and playing that's fun, but being able to play there's a horsepower difference yeah. there exactly. for sure. Yeah. You know, I was playing, uh, I was playing breath of the wild. I was playing a straight up triple a awesome game, just sitting in the passenger seat of my truck. And it was it was an incredible experience that I, you can't really get a lot of other ways unless you're going to have a really powerful laptop, and I don't have the money for that. And you can get a switch what three fifty now? Yeah, it's insane. And I'm looking at some of the games that I I saw on E3. I've got one more that I'm excited about that I'll talk about, but some of the other ones that I've seen talked about Octopath Traveler. Uh, I'm honestly I I'm, I'm a little ashamed of it, but like the uh new super mario party i watched a, some people playing that it looks kind of fun it looks a lot of fun <laughs> like it looks like a fun game i could just be like hey chris you want to come over and play mario party or, low overhead easy to easy to play like, but yeah hey, i mean that's you know what, what nintendo you know, does you yeah. don't want to come over 
what if I bring it to your office and we play it right now? Because we can do that. It's such a cool thing. And what kind of battery life do they get? I mean, pretty good. We recharged the switch while we were driving. Usually when we'd get to the hotel, but we never ran into a problem with it dying while we were driving. That's crazy. You know, we'd, I would usually switch between a couple of different games to make sure I didn't get car sick. So I'd play like, you know, <laughs> well, like, you know, the, that's just the I'm going to that. That's a clip. We got to take that. That's a clip right there. That's beautiful. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably a couple of games. Make sure, sure, sure I didn't car sick. Well, I would switch between the switch and I'd switch over to the 3DS as well. But like, yeah, that, that <laughs> pixel difference than in, uh, in definition is the motion. Lot, yeah. Shut yeah. up. You leave me alone. Um, but it made but it, it, it was an experience. And. I did, you know, battery didn't die on us at all. We wow. were able to switch around, keep playing. We'd get to the hotel room, we'd be able to to pick it up and keep playing. And uh, for Brian, the aforementioned Brian, uh, whose wedding is coming up in September, um, Dean is coming out for for that wedding. And I said, "Hey, bud, make sure you bring your switch because that's something for us to just do. Like, we want to be able to play video games together. That's what our friendship is based around a lot. But when we're hanging out together, it's like, well, did you bring it? You didn't bring your computer. And I don't, and I only have single player games on my computer. So I don't know what we're going to do. Oh, the switch. So maybe after I finish with buying my motorcycle, I'll buy a switch. Who knows? Add it to the list. Add it to the list. So the one other game that I want to talk about really quick, um, that got, noted this year and it's scheduled for release in later 2019 is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice which is by From Software who developed Dark Souls and oh, interesting. Demon Souls and Bloodborne which are games that I am all kind of equally in love with in a uh, variety of ways and it looks like a really sweet a Japanese-based action-adventure video game where you're going to be running around and you've got a kind of robot-y arm and you are fighting big old giant monsters, which is awesome. Supposedly harder than Dark Souls? That is what I read in one of the articles, is that people, the the developers have made some uh, notes. I don't know if it was uh, Miyazaki himself or if it was uh, someone else, but it noted that it's going to be hard. It's going to be harder than Dark Souls. And as someone who's played a lot of Dark Souls and cursed, I am definitely not playing that game. <laughs> that sounds... How can it be harder than Dark Souls? I don't know. I... <laughs> but it is. Like, and... Turtles wow. in Time hard? Or... <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to have to wait and see. And... that's one of the things that I've come to appreciate about video games is I I play these indie games that are kind of uh, more repetitive, less kind of lengthy and usually a bit easier. But I find myself not super engaged with newer AAA games because for the most part, you know, your your battlefields and your stuff like that, you're just going to be running through and you're going to be shooting stuff and you might die and then you respawn and you keep going and eventually you're going to get through the story and then you're going to spend all your time playing the multiplayer and that's where you know people say the meat of the game is with a lot of these but i put in a lot of hours in dark souls dark souls 2 and dark souls 3 and i'm gonna keep putting hours into them because the way you can challenge yourself in those games is 
so unique. You build your own challenges because it's a beatable game. I mean, I think either of you with enough time and patience, if you've got it, can easily <laughs> beat them. Um, especially if you've got, you know, people like me and Dean to hop on and help you because that's what we do. We, we help each other out and we get through these things. But I couldn't beat the games my first time when I played. I couldn't. I quit Dark Souls 1. I quit Dark Souls 2. The first game I actually beat was Dark Souls 3. And I did that with the help of Dean. And then we went back and we did Dark Souls 2. And then we went back into Dark Souls 1. And they're awesome. And the the fact that they're saying that this new game, Sekiro, is going to be even more challenging, but maybe still have that same uh, you know co-op help thing where you can come in to help your friends. I'm sold. I kind of have a, a, a uh, this this sort of not not really a, a theory. It's like a half idea, but like I feel like Dark Souls and 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 this kind of game is kind of like the the familial line from like Mortal Kombat, right? Mm. Like the you know it used to be like you would memorize you know and they're still they still exist, but like fighter games like that, you memorize patterns to call certain moves in certain situations, right? Mm-hmm. And and those Dark Souls games, or like you know, um, you know any 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 game that's based around just like a series of like unique bosses, basically, mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like the the extension of that, where you know it's now it's a progressive story, and there's a world you're moving in, but at the end of the day, it is still like you're memorizing patterns and, and the way someone fights, but they've opened that up into instead of just like you know button mashing mm-hmm. pattern recognition. It's actually like play, you know, fighting styles and play styles, and there's a whole other, you know, dimension of tactic that comes into it. You, you got know? it. It's it's a cool thing. I also am not good at it at all, <laughs> for the record. But it's it I, I sort of like anthropologically, it, it feels like that's the the lineage in a sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree, and it's in looking at the games that way and looking at them as this kind of way to you know it's it's not just throwing yourself at something it's looking at it it's thinking about it it's figuring it's it's a brain exercise and that's what i think when i'm actually challenged in video games to have to think about it that's when i know i'm really enjoying one to bring it around again too i suppose that's probably why um there's you and and maybe some others have this sort of sense of uh if not disappointment then then a then a, a lack of of uh inspiration from the crop of games that was announced because it's it is a lot of the same you know and it is it is not it's not tickling those unique pleasure centers as as much perhaps or at least the industry seems to be like coalescing around only certain ips that sort of fit within certain constraints right yeah i don't know a little dour note to to kind of wind up on but i think there is as much as these are the triple a games depends on how you look at it because because it it it's also incredible that like to take that example of uh of um dark souls and that sort of like lineage idea Mm -hmm. right that's an amazing thing that like you know while these uh uh, you know icebergs are collecting more water to freeze in a sense right like like the big ips the there is more diversity in the type of game that comes out and something like 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 that can develop like that's a kind of complex 
direction for a game to take and it's interesting that in that same environment like like it you're it's it's possible for indie developers and unknowns and these new play styles to get in and turn into you know turn into a, a force unto itself you know? mm. something like dark souls in particular is such a, a particular kind of thing yep. and and it doesn't really fit into the normal paradigm but Everybody, people know about it. People know about and it's things huge. that Dark Souls yeah, hard. And it's huge. And that's what's great. I think that that kind of what's coming out there is awesome. But I think we should, everybody look at the list. And I think everybody should pick one game that they are excited for, except Colin can't pick, Colin and I can't pick Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> um and we we can't do the ones that we've named but look at the list take a quick scroll through think about it for a second look for one thing that you're you're excited for and why you might be and also if you click on the links that i didn't destroy they will take you to i think some videos i'll tell you mine actually despite everything that we just said and the the you know perhaps uh changing of direction at bethesda or perhaps not mm -hmm. i've got to admit that of all of the things that they announced the one that i not just they but besides you know the obvious cyberpunk of all the games that were announced the three the one i want to hear more about is starfield yeah i want to hear more about that for <laughs> sure um that takes a lot of boxes they're teasing you they're yeah teasing you yeah, we've known it's coming for a while, but that one just looks like, or I shouldn't say, we haven't seen anything. But if the mind's eye holds true, that could really scratch an itch. Yeah, because it makes me think of like, I don't know, if, I don't know, they revamped... Uh, like Knights of the Old Republic esque, like I don't know. I like I would love to see like a Star Wars game with like a deck of cards system, like you saw in Mercenaries. I don't know if you either of you played that game back in the mm -hmm. PS2 original Xbox days, um, but something like that. Um, just I don't know, just like a, like a a modern role playing single player space. Yeah. I mean, that would be cool. I, I, uh, you know, some of my favorite games ever are Knights of the Old Republic. So they are a tiny bit dated in this old, <laughs> little, little bit. The fact that you can run them on your cell phone without an issue. Yeah, Shush. yeah, there, there is that. <laughs> well, so that kind of hints onto the game that I am one of the ones I haven't talked about, but I am cautiously optimistic for, despite all of the things that are attached to it that are bad. But star wars jedi fallen order oh really coming holiday 2019 i know it has ea touching it and whenever ea touches anything it comes dirty, out dirty hands and it breaks and it's terrible but they're setting it it sounds like it's set between episodes three and four Ooh. and it's kind of an it's it's got that it's got that area it's got that star wars rebels stuff it's got that beginning of the rebellion that rogue one and it's got some stuff in it, and it's ooh, 
it sounds like it might be good. Interesting. I mean, they they need to pull the Star Wars gaming franchise out of a nosedive after the last one. So yeah, could, yeah. could it be could it be worse? I don't think it can get worse, right? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, save EA's. that audio clip and play it back for <laughs> yeah. me later on after the games come out. <laughs> it did. EA, EA is is perfectly capable of just totally fucking that totally up totally messing it up <laughs> but i'm gonna i'm gonna remain cautiously optimistic indeed Bated breath <laughs> because I, who does that it's focused on a dark time in the star wars timeline when the jedi are being hunted yeah that's pretty cool that sounds yeah, that, so cool it really that i mean that is uh that's that definitely wiggles my ears that's interesting do, do you um Colin, did you have a pick? Forza Horizon Four. No. Um... <laughs> for I'm it. so excited to drive in snow. <laughs> they added snow, guys. They added snow. It's just like New England. I could put snow tires on there. Drive in shitty conditions, just like real life. Just like home. Not um, to, not to real quick. Not, uh, Colin, you know, you do know it is apparently set in in uh, in, in the United Kingdom and around Edinburgh. Oh, oh, there you go. That'll tickle your fancy. There, you can think no, about I that still, later. No, I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> not a chance. No, um, I. You know what? I'm gonna go with Fallout 76 because wow, I want to believe that they're gonna do it right, and they're going to they're going to improve upon the systems that have previously plagued online games, and maybe set that bar because that's what they've been good at. Um, and if I'm wrong, well, I'll take it on the chin. But, yeah, we'll, um, we'll, we'll be here to point it out to you. I know, I know. <laughs> Just like Besides, we're all here to point out that you haven't played The Witcher 3. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I'm bringing it around again. <laughs> Guys, is, uh, is that the show? I think so. I think so. Hey, John, dude, thank you for coming. Thank hey, you my... so much for being here. My absolute pleasure. I, uh, I, I'm always happy to stop by. I think I've got uh, down the, in the future. I might be going to an event called PAX Unplugged. Oh, nice! That's in Philadelphia, right? That's in Philadelphia. Dean and I are talking about trying to get to that, and that would be a, a board gaming. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, cool. Uh, Penny Arcade Expo, and so if I go to that, maybe I'll maybe I'll swing back around. Oh, and we would love that. Tell that us, would talk be about awesome. what I see. That would be awesome. And also, once you guys have gotten a couple episodes of Gods of the Week yeah out why don't we come back and uh, uh get some some impressions about how it's going that's very exciting too. absolutely sounds cool. good cool thank you so much for listening folks john thank you so much again for joining us if you would like to get in touch with us you can get us at twitter my handle is at collie ollie 11 i'm not gonna screw that up again <laughs> better not you've got a lot riding on it now <laughs> and i'm at blood solo 
You can also tweet us at our joint account at Cast the Shine. Check us out on Facebook, website, shinypodcast.com. And of course, you can email us at shinypodcast.com. And a quick plug for myself, you can follow me at Gavin Snow. On the Twits, friends. Man, quick draw there. Thanks, guys. We love you. Continue listening, and we'll continue podcasting. Be well. still hear him yeah uh-huh cool. yeah i am loud yeah he's loud my voice spills for yeah, you i mean you sound tinny and far away but I yeah, can still yeah, hear yeah. Him. yeah yeah i'm, I'm standing up so my legs don't keep sweating um <laughs> but uh sweater legs usually, oh sweater legs grandy came down tonight <laughs>